This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I think that many of us are very, very shaken by the events over the last couple months since Corona hit. Not necessarily because of Corona itself, but because of the political fallout that has ensued once Corona got underway. See, in the beginning, if you're like me, you pretty much accepted that this was the new norm, at least for the time being. The idea that we're going to be having social distancing, masks, gloves, Purell, we understood that. It just made perfect sense. And from a medical standpoint, it just made a lot of sense that people should just be adhering to these rules. Then all of a sudden, the protests of the killing of George Floyd picked up. And all of a sudden, everybody, everybody was focused on protesting police brutality and systemic racism across America. And overnight, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are protesting arm in arm, not social distancing, not adhering to all the protocols that everybody, the experts told us we needed to keep in order to keep safe. Mayors and governors were backing these protests, which went against all the medical knowledge that they've been spewing for the last few months. And a lot of us were like, what? Are you serious? Now, all of a sudden, all of these things are okay? When all this time you've been telling us that it's not okay, how does that make any sense? And then to take it a step further, we started realizing that one second, I'm not supposed to send my kids to camp. I'm not supposed to dumb with a minion. I'm not supposed to go to yeshiva because that's what you told me, but you're not really trustworthy anymore. What, what's going on over here? And what's, what's happening with all this tumult is that we're seeing almost how things are politically driven. Now, that doesn't mean to say that from the science perspective or from the Torah perspective, from a Hashkafic perspective, that Corona is not still around and still a very, very real force to be reckoned with. And personally, I think anybody who looks at this can definitely think that through. That Meaning it's something that should be adhered to in the highest standards because we have to be sure that we're watching out for our lives. But it struck me how it's just, it just almost ironic how people's brains just conform information according to however it is that they want their political agenda to roll, to roll out. And there's like a million examples of this, but it struck me like, where does this all come from? And it really is a Torah perspective. When the Miraglim go in to Eretz Yisrael, they see a lot of pieces of news. They see that there are Kananim that are dying right, left, and center. There's a Magefa, there's a plague that's going on. And they come back and they tell Moshe, Moshe, there's a plague. Everyone's dying. This is a terrible, this is a terrible land. Eretz, it's a terrible place. Don't send everybody there. Now, Chazal tell us that there's a reason why that Magefa was going on. And that was actually an instituted Magefa that Hashem put into the Kananim so that they would die and be busy with all the Kvuras so that they wouldn't notice that they were spies amongst them. The Miraglim are going, they see these humongous fruit. They come back, they say, Moshe, Moshe, we can't display, look, it's huge. Even the grapes, they're bigger than us. How are we going to conquer a land where everything is so big? Because I'll say, they didn't see the goodness, how great, amazing Eretz Yisrael was. They didn't see it. They looked at a piece of news and they interpreted it according to their narrative that they wanted to see it. Yeshua and Kale, very famously, they said, what are you talking about? This is amazing. This is incredible land. What are you guys seeing that we're not seeing? How could you possibly interpret this to be negative? 
And Chazal say, how is it possible that the two camps, the two groups viewed it in different ways? The answer is because the same way the Miraglim went out is the same way the Miraglim came back. What does that mean? The Miraglim wrote the news before looking at the facts. When they went into Eretz Canaan in order to spy out the land, they already knew what they were going to report. Why? Because as Chazal tell us, they didn't want to lose their position as Nesim. So they went in and they said, guys, whatever it is, it's going to be bad. Whatever it is, it's going to be bad. There's not even a conversation here. So all the pieces of information that they picked up, all the facts on the ground, were just interpreted according to their spin on the news. People are dying, that's bad. There's huge fruit, that's bad. Whatever we're going to see is going to be bad because they knew before the facts what the facts were going to be. It's almost like when President Trump became president and so many people on the left said, no matter what this man does, it's going to be bad. The minute corona hits, he's not responding fast enough. He's responding, he's a racist. Anything that he's going to do is just going to be interpreted according to the storyline that you've already previously written. Now it's just a matter of plugging in the facts on a day-to-day basis. This is one of the reasons why I personally cannot stand reading the news, listening to the news. I can't stand it. Because if you listen to CNN, you're getting their political bias according to all the facts of the day. If you listen to Fox News, you're getting their whole political bias according to the facts of the day. There's no unbiased news reporting. They're simply plugging in the facts according to their premeditated facts, quote unquote, in their brain as to how the spin has to be made. That's just the world that we live in today. Now, I'm not here to talk to you about the news, but I was thinking a lot over Shabbos that, in fact, this is how each of our brains actually works. See, most people we work with a certain kavana, a certain brain path, a certain brain function, a certain emotional function, a certain emotional path that we've sort of forged out over the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years. We forge it out in our brain so that when this happens, we yell. When something else happens, we get upset. When that happens, we shut down. When this happens, we blow up. When this happens, we walk out. We've created in our brain many pathways. And I deal with so many couples that I oftentimes see where I'm looking as an unbiased outsider and I turn to a husband or a wife and I say, look where your spouse is. Isn't that amazing? And they'll spin it. They'll go, no, 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 that's not what happened. That's not what happened. He was being selfish or he was being, you know, he was doing it for his own self-interest. It's like, no, that's not true. He was actually being nice to you. No, this guy, he's not nice. We have our own premeditated, premeditated way of viewing the world and therefore the facts on the ground are just spun according to the way that we process the information previously. So it's a simple idea, but it's really, really powerful. If we want to take our relationships to another level, there's really one way to do it. Become unbiased. Stop for just a moment. Process the information that's happening right now at this moment. And now judge it in a totally new light. Do I see good over here? Can I build on this good? Can I stop looking in my rearview mirror and can I stop being a biased reporter because nothing is worse than somebody who is telling you quote unquote facts, but they're spinning it according to their political agenda. 
In a certain sense, many of us do this in our own lives, in our own marriages, in our own children, in our own emotional capacity, in our own emotional development. If we take a moment to remember that in a certain sense, we've become Miraglim, we've become politicians who just scale back and just become unbiased reporters. We don't get so caught up in all the things that are going on. We view these moments and you start to see the good in somebody else. And oftentimes they start to see the good in themselves. And that's how relationships start to mend. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.